0: Remember the last time that you were calm, that life was calm, that you had a, a moment of calm? You know, where it just kind of almost seems like time stands still. The kind of calm where maybe there's chaos happening around you lists and requests and surprises and fun and excitement, but somehow you find a moment where it almost seems as if time stands still. And it might be loud, but all of a sudden there's this moment of quiet, this moment of calm. I was thinking back to earlier this year when I experienced a moment of calm just like that. In the midst of a family vacation, we had driven up Big Bear Mountain for a long three-day weekend with our family of five and my husband's side of the family. all the packing and all the fun and all the planning. And we got to the house that we were renting together and we got everybody settled and everybody had fought over which room and which bed was theirs. And I was able to sneak away for just a few minutes to go for a walk. And I was hoping that I might be able to get down near Big Bear Lake and just experience a bit of calm in the midst of a really fun and full and exciting weekend. Now, on our way up the mountain, it was the most beautiful drive I've ever seen in my life because the night before we had had a winter storm and it had dumped snow. Every branch was full of snow. I had never seen icicles like this before. And so part of what was motivating me was I wanted to get outside before the sun melted most of that away and just really kind of experience the wonder of the calm that snow brings, which most of us in Southern California don't get to experience very often. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. So I walk and I find an entrance to the lake. And as I'm walking, there really is just this stillness this calm that comes when you look out and everything is blanketed with snow. And so I took a photo that I wanna share with you today of what it looked like. I mean, just peaceful and still and calm. There was no one else there. I could not see another human being. And it was just this moment. And then all of a sudden I turned around and I saw a pack of wolves. Not one, not two, not even three. I lost count at that point, but they were wolves and they were not on the other side of the lake. They were on my side of the lake. And I went from calm to panic. Now I did not take that photo cause I was too terrified in the moment to take a picture. I got that off of Google, but I promise you I am not exaggerating. They showed up out of nowhere and they are just walking around the lake. And so do you know what I did? I called my husband. I don't know what I was expecting him to do in that moment, but I needed him to know that I was probably about to die. That I was alone, experiencing calm. And then all of a sudden I was not experiencing calm and there were wolves. Now, do you know what he told me? He said, honey, are you sure they're wolves and they're not coyotes? No, they are wolves. I know what a coyote looks like. These are not coyotes, they are wolves, and they are walking, and I am walking, and I'm trying to keep my distance. And it, obviously I survived, everything is okay. But they invaded my calm. And then I need you to know, it happens to me again this week. Not the exact same story, but something very similar. So here I am, I am on a walk, same trail in my neighborhood that I walk multiple times a week. Now I am used to seeing wildlife on these walks. Do you guys see wildlife in your neighborhoods? We don't tend to think we have it in Southern California, but we do. I see rabbits all the time. Those are fun and cute. I see other people walking their dogs. They're fun, they're cute. I see road runners. Do you, do you have those birds in your neighborhood? Like those are so fun to just kinda watch them run through I think they're hunting lizards or something. We also have a neighborhood stork. Do you have one of those? Now I know that technically they're cranes, but it's way more fun to call them a stork. And when you see them take flight, it's pretty fantastic. So I, I'm used to seeing wildlife. So I'm on this walk. I'm experiencing a moment of calm in the midst of Christmas, which is full of chaos. Let's just be real. Even if it's fun, Chaos and exciting chaos and full of goodness and life. Christmas is kind of filled with some chaos. And so I'm on this walk and I have some quiet and I'm praying and I'm thinking and it's still. And all of a sudden I look up and right on the edge of the brush, I think, oh, how cute. There's deer. And as I keep walking, because deer, I get a little closer and I think, oh no, those are coyotes. Two of them. And I think, all right, no big deal. Coyotes are scared of people. They're going to run away. I will get to continue my walk. It will be fine. They see me. I see them. They do not run away. I realize they are not running away. So do you know what I did? I backed away slowly. I'm backing away. And I think at some point they're going to turn around and they're going to run off. They did not turn around and run off. Do you know what they did? They followed me. Two coyotes, they're following me. And so, do you know what I did? I pulled out my phone and I called Ryan. He answers. He knew I was on my walk, so he's like, okay, what's happening now? I'm like, hey, so I'm being followed, you are, Mm mm-hmm, by coyotes? Of course, the coyotes don't follow people. They run from people. Not these coyotes, they're following me. And I'm calling you in case they catch up to me and I don't make it home. I want you to know that I love you. Tell the children I love them. The presents are hidden in the closet, in the Amazon boxes. It's gonna be good. I'm not even kidding you. They followed me for about 60 seconds. I mean, we're just kept the same distance, but they followed me. And so my walk ended, I went home. They completely interrupted my calm. Calm when we get to experience it is wondrous and wonderful. And what we're going to be talking about today is we can experience calm even in the midst of chaos. It might be wolves, it might be coyotes, it might be. Four lists of things that you have to get done in order to make Christmas happen. It might be five different events that you have to attend and host. It might be all of the traditions that you wanna make sure you check off before December 25th gets here. I don't know what it is for you. Your chaos might be heavy and dark and a bit overwhelming. Your chaos might be full of fun and excitement. You might be thriving in the midst of fun chaos right now but I do know that we can find, with God, a bit of calm in the midst of chaos, because we've been doing it since the very first Christmas. And so as I began to think about this idea of calm, immediately the story of Mary, the mother of Jesus, came to mind. I have been drawn back to her story in the book of Luke several times over the last few years and have really come to respect what she has to teach us and the way that Luke describes her life. I think there's much that we can learn from her. And so today we're going to look at her story and some things that I think she teaches us about finding calm in the midst of chaos. She experienced chaos from the moment the angel Gabriel came and surprised her with good news. Because even good news, even surprises can bring chaos. Raising Jesus, chaos. The first Christmas, chaos, all good, all the best. And yet there was a little bit of chaos. And I want us to look at how she responded in the midst of that. And so we are going to be in Luke chapter 2. And we're starting with the angel Gabriel who comes to Mary. Now, I want you to imagine Mary is a young teenage girl living her best life. She is not expecting an arrival of an angel. She is not expecting good news or a surprise. And what I also want you to know is every time in the scriptures that we see an angel encounter a human being, that human being is not delighted by the arrival. They are terrified, absolutely shaking in their boots, terrified. And so this is a total interruption. I don't know if Mary was cleaning or if she was taking care of the animals or if she was cooking or if she was singing. I mean, who knows? But in the middle of her normal life, chaos, good chaos, the chaos. So Gabriel greeted her. Good morning. You're beautiful with God's beauty, beautiful inside and out. God be with you. Shock, surprise, awe. So what would happen happened to any of us in that moment. And it tells us she was thoroughly shaken, wondering what was behind a greeting like that. But the angel assured her, Mary, you have nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. Okay, we all have a different relationship with surprises. How many of you love surprises? They are your thing, you love receiving them, you love giving them, yes. How many of you are like, please don't ever surprise me? Yes, I don't know where Mary fell in this camp, but this kind of surprise, there was some chaos that comes along with this. Good chaos, difficult chaos, uncertainty kind of chaos, but chaos. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son and call his name Jesus. Now, I'm not going to read you every line of the story today. I want to jump around to the most important parts for what we're talking about together today. But what happens here is Mary and Gabriel have this dialogue back and forth together where Mary asks some clarifying questions. I think some very fair clarifying questions to this surprise, to this good news, like, okay, how? And then what we see happen is that Mary responds with a sense of calm, even in the midst of the surprise, even in the midst of the chaos. She processes and then says, "'Let it be with me, just as you say.'" And then the scripture tells us that Mary did not waste a minute. She got up and she traveled to a town in Judah in the hill country straight to Zachariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. She did not waste a minute. She traveled to be with family. Elizabeth and Zachariah were distant cousins. And then it tells us a few verses later that Mary stayed with Elizabeth for three months and then went back to her own home. So a couple of things that I want to draw our attention to in this story with Mary, in the midst of this chaos, she seems to find some calm. And then we're gonna look further into her story in a few months and find even more calm in the midst of chaos. I think the first thing that we can notice is that calm happens when we slow down. Did you notice that Mary gets this surprise? She hears this news, she has this dialogue, let it be to me as you would say, and then she puts her life on pause for three months and travels to be with family. She literally takes a sabbatical. She stops everything in her normal everyday life She puts it on hold, and she goes away. She slows her life down. Now, I am going to venture to guess that there's probably not anyone in this room, maybe somebody watching online, who could just push pause on their life for the next three months. If you can, I highly recommend it. I just was speaking with someone a couple of months ago who had their first two-month sabbatical, and it was so fun to get to hear their experience of slowing their life down. For most of us, that's probably not a realistic option this time of the year. But what would it look like for us to slow down our lives even just a little bit, so that we might experience some calm in the midst of chaos? One of my favorite quotes from author and theologian Dallas Willard is a story about how somebody came to him one time and said, okay, Dallas, if I want to be spiritually healthy, what should I do? And Dallas responded and said, you must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. And from the moment I heard that, I thought, yeah that resonates with me. When I am hurried, which is a lot of my life, I experience much more chaos and a lot less calm. But I don't always know how to ruthlessly eliminate hurry from my life. It is a habit that I am consciously trying to hold onto and to build into my life where even in the midst of chaos happening around me, I might be able to be calm and unhurried. And I get it wrong more often than I get it right. But I wonder what it would look like for you and for I, especially over the next couple of weeks, to slow down a little bit. And I I think that might be more possible if we were to simplify. Not everything but maybe just a couple of things. And so I had an aha moment this year, like something, this light bulb moment that I thought, oh my gosh, that is my most brilliant idea that I have had in a really long time. I can't believe it took me 37 years to figure this out, but this is gonna simplify and calm my whole Christmas season. Do you wanna know what it is? Four words, that's it. Store, bought, cookie, dough. Game changer. So much of the Christmas season for our family over the last 12 years has been me thinking that these children need homemade cookies at Christmas time. Not just homemade cookies, but homemade cookies that you cut out and then you let the kids decorate. Do you know how much chaos that has created this time of the year in our family? I am not good at baking anything. But I kept trying and trying and trying and chaos and chaos and chaos. And do you know who was enjoying it? Maybe the kids. I wasn't enjoying it. Ryan definitely wasn't enjoying it. But then this year I thought, why am I doing this? I can simplify this. The store sells cookie dough. You break it apart and you put it on the tray and it comes out, I might have added some red and green M&Ms. The kids are thrilled and we are much calmer. It's fantastic. So what might that look like for you? Now, some of you are thinking that this is blasphemous right now, that I would put any type of store-bought cookie, anything in the oven. That's okay. We can agree to disagree. But what would it look like in your life and in your world and in your story to simplify some things? Maybe to identify things that you're really not good at, and you really don't even enjoy, but you're doing them because somebody said you ought to, or you had to, or you've put this expectation on yourself. And guess what? You really don't have to. If if we can simplify a little bit and slow down a little bit, I think we are more able to see and sense some calm, even in the midst of chaos this Christmas season. And then we see in the story of Mary that calm happens when we do life with others. You see, immediately after she pushes pause on her life, she travels to be with her family. She travels to be with Elizabeth where they can connect and they can process and they can support one another because God was doing something surprising and incredible in Elizabeth's life as well. And have you had moments maybe with your small group or maybe with your family or maybe with a best friend or a parent or a spouse where chaos is literally happening in your life in lots of ways. But when you can find the opportunity to be fully present with them, maybe over a meal or maybe in a conversation or maybe just experiencing a moment where there's just a sense of calm, where time just seems to stand still I wonder what it would look like just in this week to look for an opportunity to connect with your people. Not add something to your calendar, but what are the moments and the opportunities that are already there where you can be fully present? Maybe it's that you show up in the conversation and you share about some of the chaos that you're processing. Or maybe you don't go there, but you show up and you are curious about the chaos that they're experiencing. I don't know about you, but there's something mystical and wonderful I have noticed. When life is heavy and dark for me, and I get to show up and support someone else and kind of put my stuff off to the side, there's a window of calm there. It doesn't mean that I don't go back to my stuff, but there is a gift in being able to show up for someone else. There's a calm there, a peace there. This last week, we had a moment. It doesn't have to be a heavy conversation all the time. It doesn't have to be a big meal or a big to-do. Sometimes it's just a fun experience that you get to be in it together with people that you enjoy. We had planned that for Friday. That plan was interrupted by Sick children. So we had kids home Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday from school. Do you ever get text messages from the school when your kid is out? And the school is essentially reprimanding you for keeping your kid home sick from school. I read the text and I'm like, this is not my idea. It was not my idea to have them be sick and keep them home from school. It ruined my plans for the day, but thank you for reminding me. Okay, I digress. Friday, we had this plan. We had good friends, Ryan and I, that we enjoy spending time with, that we can be real with. We can just kind of show up however we are. But we were going to go play pickleball on Friday, because when we play pickleball, you can just be in the moment. I can pretend that I'm still athletic. My competitive side can come out. We just have fun. And then we're going to go to lunch. We're going to talk. We're going to catch up on life. Now, we didn't get to do it, but if we had, it would have been a moment moments of calm in the midst of our chaos. We are gonna figure out how to reschedule that, by the way. What could that look like for you? Calm happens when we take the time to spend time with our people. And then the last thing that I want us to notice about Mary's story today is something that we see repeated in the scriptures at least three times. And anytime something is repeated in the scriptures, I wanna pay attention to it. Like there's a reason that when Luke was writing this gospel, he wrote this three different times. He drew our attention to it three different times. What is it that maybe God is inviting us to learn or to notice about the way that Mary processes chaos in her life and in her story? So fast forward, Mary has put her life on pause. She has traveled. She's with her people. And then Jesus is born. Now, if you have ever had a baby or been in the delivery room when a baby is born, you know it is the most wondrous, incredible, awe-inspiring moment, and it's chaos. It is unpredictable. You cannot control it. It is a miracle. It is chaos even in the best of situations and circumstances, that little person comes into the world and guess what? They bring with them chaos. In Luke 2:19, it says right after this, but Mary treasured up all of these things and pondered them in her heart. This is the first time we see this about Mary. There's chaos and she stores it all up and she ponders it. And then fast forward a little bit in the story of Jesus. And the prophet Simeon prophesies over baby Jesus at the temple. Again, chaos. Have any of you tried to get a newborn baby and the newborn baby's mother out of the house the first week after this baby is born? It is not easy. It is not calm. You feed that baby, you change that baby, that baby is clean, and then you get there and the room is quiet and everyone is waiting, and what happens? That baby is not quiet anymore it's a little bit of chaos, it's special, and it's meaningful, and it's a moment, it's kinda chaotic getting it all figured out. And in this moment, in Luke 2, it says, the child's mother and father marveled over what was said about him. Marveled in this verse literally means to wonder. They wondered over what had been said about Jesus in the temple. So we see another moment where they're taking it in, where they're processing what's happening around them. It's wonderful. And it's life-changing in the most incredible way that they can't understand. And yet it's also chaotic. And then the third time that we see this, we fast forward to the preteen years. Are any of you raising a teenager or a preteen? I know we have teenagers and preteens in this room. You guys are amazing. You're navigating all kinds of chaos all the time, wonderfully. So Jesus is about 12 years old and Mary and Joseph lose him in Jerusalem. How many of you have ever lost a child? Even for 60 seconds, it is some of the most terrifying moments of your life. Mary and Joseph didn't lose Jesus for 60 seconds. They lost Jesus for a day and a half. Can you imagine the chaos that they're experiencing in this moment? And so they go back to the temple and they find Jesus and there's this wonderful dialogue where where Jesus responds and answers their questions and it just blows their mind. And then in Luke 2.51 it says, but his mother treasured all of these things in her heart. So three times we see chaos and Mary ponders. She treasures, she stores these things up in her heart. This is something that I wanna pay attention to. This is something that I wanna learn from. And so the last thing that I want us to talk about together today that I think we learn from Mary is that calm happens when we become mindful of our experience. Now this word mindful can be defined lots of different ways. There are great definitions for it out there. What I think captures it best is when we are aware of what's happening inside of us and around us. When in that awareness we then partner with God and ask God to help us understand what we're noticing inside of us and noticing around us. When we begin to pay attention to the way that we react and respond to what's happening inside of us and to what's happening around us, we become mindful of our experience. This is thinking about what we're thinking about and and learning to identify what we're feeling inside of us. And then with God's help, Processing how those thoughts and feelings then motivate and drive our reactions and our behavior and our responses. You see, I am mindful when I take the time to process my thoughts and feelings, and I'm mindful when I begin to become aware of how I'm reacting to the chaos. There will always be chaos around us. It's just kind of a part of the, the deal. Good chaos, difficult chaos there's a gift of calm when I can learn to understand how I react to that chaos. And realizing too, which is not fun to admit, that sometimes I contribute to the chaos. We have a joke in our house, which is really a question about me, the mom, and and that is, is this really a good time to ask mom? I mean, this has just become kind of a normal thing. It started when Ryan and I first got married and he began to notice that if I was in the middle of chaos and I was feeling a little overwhelmed or a little stressed, if he would ask me to do something or to try something or to consider something, then my first response was not always my best response. That usually it was a hard, no, I don't wanna do that. I'm not proud of that but it was the reality of what he married into. Now he's very gracious and we were able to kind of process through this together where, you know, he gave me some feedback and and I could hear it and try not to be defensive and go, yeah, you're right. Like when there's chaos and I'm overwhelmed, my first response is not my best response and I'm gonna work on that. And then also me being able to say to him, hey, can you maybe be aware of what I'm experiencing and maybe not ask me? in the middle of it, like, could it wait? And then I learned to go, hey honey, how about we talk about that later? How about we talk about that tomorrow? How about we talk about that on date night? And then I began to realize, what if I just said yes? What if I just went with it? Because I would realize that oftentimes I would say no or I would shut down an idea, and then later when I was more calm, I would go, well, wait a second, that's actually not that bad of an idea. And then do you know what happened? In the last couple of years, we will be in the kitchen, I'll be making dinner, the kids will be doing homework, somebody will be watching television in the family room. It's normal family chaos. And one of the kids will walk up, mom, and they'll start to tell me about an idea or start to tell me about something that they need for school or start to add to the list of things. And I'll look over my shoulder and Ryan will just kind of be smiling and he'll say to the kiddo, hey, um, is now really the best time to ask mom about that? Or do you think it'd be better to ask her later? This is like a thing in our house now. I'm not proud of it, I'm doing my best to work on it. And to even sometimes in the moment respond and go, I hear you kiddo, right now I can't give you my full attention because I'm cooking five different meals for five different people and I don't know what I gotta do about that. That'll be on next year's list, but can we talk about this after dinner? Instead of a reaction that I then later have to go back and either apologize for or own or change my mind or do all the things. Calm happens when we become mindful of our experience. And so today, the worship team's gonna come out and really give us an opportunity to experience a bit of calm in the midst of whatever chaos we may be experiencing. And I wanna invite you and myself to really take the next few moments to slow down a little bit Not our bodies, you're already seated, you're calm. But your mind and your heart, what would it look like to slow that down for a minute and allow yourself the next three to four minutes to just be here in this moment? To be with your church family, in community, there is something calming and powerful about being together, singing and listening to music and praying, allow that to be a moment of calm And then maybe to be mindful. Maybe this is the first time you've had a minute this week to even pause and and consider, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? How am I responding to the chaos around me? And inviting God to help you understand and maybe make some adjustments along the way. So as they lead us, I'm gonna invite you to stay seated and allow this to maybe be a moment of calm in the midst of the chaos let me pray god thank you thank you that we have stories like mary's where we get to learn from others who have discovered what it looks like to pay attention to your presence in the midst of our lives you are always there No matter what chaos is happening around us, the gift of Christmas is that you are Emmanuel, you are God with us in the midst of it. Help us this week to slow down, help us to enjoy moments with our people, help us to be mindful with you and to experience a sense of calm regardless of what's happening around us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.